It is uh, Wednesday, the 29th of June, 2022. I have a new microphone, which is the same as the old microphone. All I did was kind of twiddle with the settings, and here I am. I don't fucking get it. Anyways, a hell of a week for America, huh? Sheesh. Um, A lot of serious shit going on, none of which I'm entirely qualified to talk about, but... Because I am a white American and have a microphone, I'm supposed to believe that I am. So, here we are. Uh, Before I dive into that mess and make people fast forward, I wanted to talk briefly about my friend. I have a friend who happens to be a groundhog. He lives below the broadcast palace, and his name is Phil. I believe I've mentioned Phil in the past. But when we first moved into the house... um, and we saw him eh, probably shortly thereafter, or maybe the following spring, I don't recall. But I really, I wanted nothing to do with him. And I tried in vain to get him to move. Like uh, mole, spray, like peppermint oil, all kinds of shit. But then after our last cat uh, crossed the Rainbow Bridge, I've developed a soft spot for him. So I've left out apples for him and carrots and Made sure there are multiple open egress locations for him uh, at the palace and generally just left him alone. Well, now this guy seems to think that inviting a roommate into the borough was allowable in his rental agreement. Not just one, but possibly two. I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do. All of my research has suggested that groundhogs do not live in packs, yet there are potentially three of them living right below my feet. In all honesty, I uh, have no intention of removing them, because what the fuck, right? Who cares? I just think it's funny to discuss the living arrangements of a groundhog as if it's a person. So that's Phil. I've also uh, named what I believe is the female, just because it's smaller and a little bit of a lighter coat, I've given her a name. Her name is Ethel. And this third one, I'm not even sure if it's a third one. So I'm going to I'm going to refrain from thinking there are three. So the third one will not be named until I confirm its existence. <laughs> uh yeah, so that's Phil. Aren't you glad you tuned in for that, huh? Hmm. Um anyways, look. Uh way too much politics, a bit of Celtics talk, a little golf talk. Pirate Kino, and Three uh, three Gripes. I got through most of that without... So, not so bad. Uh, That's all right here, right now, on episode 123 of Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room. When he's the only one there. Continuing Odyssey into mediocrity, guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe?
I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. I will never uh, not laugh every time I hear the uh, the Adam Ro- uh, Adam Rogers. Oh God, hold on, Aaron Rodgers uh, drop. It's just so um, stupid. I just love I love the 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 use of the word bum. It's such an underutilized term. That guy's a bum. I love that so much. Anyways, what's happening? What's shaking? What's going on? Things good? Yeah, maybe? All right. I don't really fucking care anyway. That's not true. I care. I'm sorry. I care a lot. I probably care too much, really. But, uh, yeah. Um, I would like to begin the show by apologizing to my wife for suggesting on a previous episode that she no longer listens to the show. Um, she's currently in the midst of a very long road trip up to uh, upstate New York. So she has plenty of time to listen to um, my stupid voice talk about things that I'm not qualified to talk about. So my sincerest apologies, dear. Um, all right, where to start? So the Celtics, let's talk Celtics real quick. This, the, these These first three tidbits are going to be very quick, but... Let's talk Celtics real quick, okay? So here we are. Draft is over. They made no draft night moves other than to uh, select a wonderfully uh, quaffed uh, individual out of um, Alabama whose name at the moment eludes me. He's a guard. Um, apparently has some talent, but I guess isn't really that good from what I've read. But who knows? I don't know. I, you know, I don't understand... Like, like basketball's tough to kind of pinpoint for younger guys, like knowing that they're going to be good in, in some cases, not all. Okay. I mean, obviously in some cases, you know, all right, he's going to be a fucking superstar. But in other cases, especially when you get down to pick number 53, you, you're sure you're sort of like, you know, shooting at a dartboard and hoping you, you get a bullseye. You know what I mean? Mixing sports, but whatever. Um, so now here we are in the off season and, the um, the rump swabs all over fucking uh, Twitter and uh, sports talk radio have been saying for a while now, or at least they were, that Jalen Brown should be traded. And and quite honestly, I can't wrap my head around this. Right now, the Celtics have the best duo in the league, twenty five and under. Right, that's indisputable. And then they probably have a top five duo, just, you know, two people in the league. Yet there are Celtics fans and Celtics media members that, that that feel the need to break this up. And the thing that really fucking frosted my balls about this whole thing were, were people suggesting that the Celtics make a trade with the Nets to bring in Kevin Durant. Now, look, I want nothing to do with Kevin Durant on this team. It really has very little to do with his ability and his talent because he's terrific. He's, you know, top 10 player easily, top five player easily, top 25 player in the history of the league, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to dive into that more. But it's just his general, 
Well, one, he's a stick figure, right? So he's just, he's bound to get hurt. He's bound to get hurt. And then he's, he wants to be the, the number one guy. We already have a number one guy. Grant, look, the kid didn't, uh, fucking Tatum did not play very well in the final. All right. That's a given. Everybody knows that. He was gassed. He was flat out tired. And it happens. What can you do? Shitty excuse. I said that before. But to think that you're going to trade Jalen Brown, who is probably a top 20 player in the league on his own, maybe top 25, whatever, you want to get picky. And you're going to trade him for a 34-year-old Kevin Durant, who is old in, in athletic parlance, um, thin in, you know, real talk. He's a fucking string bean. Still. And while I thoroughly enjoy his um, openness and the way that he communicates and the things that he says, I love that. I wouldn't if he was on my team. So stop with this crap. Stop saying you want to trade Jalen Brown. Don't do it. In fact, Brad Stevens, if you're listening to this program, and I know that you are, I know that you scour the internet looking for tidbits of useful information from weird sources. So, as you listen to this, Brad, I'm telling you, do not trade Jalen Brown. Things will be, things are only going to get better. All right? Good talk, man. Uh, I don't know if you caught the not an episode about live golf that I had uh, a couple weeks ago. I thought it was excellent. Good conversation. Very in-depth with a bunch of dudes. <laughs> Just four or five dudes. Oh, five of us. Yeah, five dudes. One was talking about tennis, but that's neither here nor there. So the latest, um, there were actually two guys that bailed to go to the live tour in the last week or, or two. And who the fuck was the other guy? God damn it. One was Pat Perez. And um, fuck, this is going to bother me. Newest players. Let's try this. Googling in the middle of a fucking show. Shows how prepared I am. Uh, Well, Matthew Wolf. But there was another guy. Who was the other guy? It's going to bother me. Some somebody, fuck, god damn. Now see, I'm I'm just I'm I'm trashing this portion of the program. <laughs> oh my god. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. Fuck, I can't remember the fucking guy's name. God damn it. Anyways, uh, there was a dude who played at uh, the Travelers last week who blasted a fucking approach shot forty four feet. Um, over the green on 18 and basically just packed up, uh, didn't sign his card, got in his car, left, and immediately joined the live tour. And I can't remember the guy's fucking name. I even made a bad joke on Twitter. Fucking A, I'm an idiot. The whole point of this is that Pat Perez, who last won on the PGA Tour in, I believe, 2009, let me see if I can find that. 2000. Was it 2009? He's 46 years old. So he's an old man. All right. He's approaching uh, senior tour status. I'm sorry. 2017 was his last tour win. 
He's best known for his first win at the Bob Hope Classic in 2009. So that's where I got 2009 from. But Pat Perez, he I don't want to say he's barely a PGA Tour player, but he's barely a PGA Tour player. He hasn't played a major in a couple of years, and the last one he played was, was the PGA in 2019. He finished tied for 78th. So, you know, there aren't a lot of people going to PGA Tour events to watch Pat Perez play, unless you know Pat Perez, unless you're a friend of Pat's. And he could be a great guy. I don't fucking know him. Could be a good dude. But what is good is that he decided he was going to join the Live Tour. And somebody asked him about it. And he said, look, more or less, this is, I, I don't have the actual quote, so bear with me. He basically said, hey, I'm 46 years old. This is like winning the lottery for me. Now, who the fuck knows how much they're paying him or how much they paid him to join. But, I mean, it's probably more than what he's made in the last handful of years. And actually, his last win on in 2017 came on the Asian tour. And then before that, in 2016, was in Mexico, PGA Tour Mexico. Oof, boy. This this dude's, uh, yeah, he's a little worse than I I thought, but I know who he is. His highest rank was uh, 16. That was back in 2018. So basically, he comes out and says, look, they're paying me a shitload of money to play. This is like, uh, this is great for me. Guys like him, go for it. You've got four years left on the actual tour before you have, not have to, but in Pat's case, have to play senior tour events. I don't think Pat Perez is getting many sponsors exemptions or invites to, to majors. So, you know, it's, it's senior tour bust for him. Instead, he's cashing in. Going to make some money. He's going to take some of that blood money. You know what I'm saying? Give me that blood money. 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 Here's the actual debut for the blood money song. I, I tried putting it to music and it came out terribly. It, it probably came very loud. And if it did, I'm sorry. I just, I, I find that funny. Why? And again, this show is for an audience of one. So that made me laugh. So I recorded it on the phone. <laughs> yeah. So, so Pat Perez cashing in, taking that blood money. Good for you, pal. Congratulations. I hope you can live with yourself. I hope you make a ton of that disgusting oil-stained blood money. Uh, And then lastly, I've been making some um, adjustments here to the Broadcast Palace, and the other day uh, went and bought a a TV mount because, you know, when you're unemployed and not bringing in income, that's what you typically do is you buy dumb shit. So I went and bought a TV mount for a, um, a monitor that I had that I've since mounted up near the bar, 
to run a, a pirate Kino operation. <laughs> so if you ever want to play pirate Kino, come on by to the broadcast palace. Uh, hopefully, hopefully that gets kicked off here in the next couple of weeks. It's funny as fuck that the state puts up the live Kino drawings. Granted, I don't have the the classic, you know, blue and yellow uh, thing. It's just a website with like the way that they do it is a little different. But it's the actual current game that's going on. It's fucking, it's hilarious and it's stupid. So the thinking is that, you know, you play your own sort of side Kino, your pirate Kino. And while you're doing that, you know, we go down the street to the fucking, you know, local Cumberland Farms. So you got to say it like that too, Cumberland Farms. Um, play like 20 games of Kino. You come back here and you're watching Kino on the screen. Brilliant. While you're, you know, probably drinking brown water and uh, doing other stuff. Like drinking beer. I don't know. So, yeah, here we go. Pirate Kino. Check it out. Maybe I should make some Pirate Kino t-shirts. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> so apparently Anchor has changed all the transition music. I'm not happy about it. <sighs> you know, you, you get used to something for a long time, and then they change it, and then it's like, all right, now what? Well, you know what happens? You adapt. So you're going to get subpar transition music from now on. So unless you live in a fucking hole, um, you you heard that Roe uh, was finally overturned last week, and um, it w- it unleashed the, uh, the kind of shit show that you knew was coming uh, on Twitter, Instagram, presumably Facebook, um, you know, TV news, TV places, any place where anyone had any sort of audience of any sort, um, you know, made it known how they felt. A lot of people uh, acting surprised at a lot of things, which I found, I found that very surprising because you knew it was coming. It's already been leaked. So you knew it was coming. Um, but, I mean, they were surprised at a lot of things. First, that it happened, even though, like I said, we already knew it was going to happen. Second, that uh, Trump's appointees supposedly lied during confirmations. Like, yeah, no shit. Did you see who the president was at the time? Hello. Um, and, and yesterday during the January 6th hearings... One, Mark Meadows' uh, top assistant comes out and basically said that, that Trump put his tiny hands on uh, a Secret Service agent driving a vehicle away from the Capitol, allegedly. I just find that funny. Just the, the visual of, of, of that guy trying to, like, like muscle a Secret Service agent um, away from the wheel is just fucking hilarious. It sounds very funny. Uh, and then finally, uh, a lot of people seem surprised that so many people are actually for being Roe uh, getting overturned, which 
Yeah, you know, I guess I can be somewhat surprised at that once you sort of take a step back and look at what was actually overturned. Not so much the abortion thing. Look, you can only tell people so many times, uh, uh, but it's very difficult to change people's minds. I, I, I spit that out entirely wrong, but whatever. <clears throat> and because, you know, it isn't necessarily a, a legalized abortion law or, or ruling, uh, but rather it was the right to privacy protected under the 14th Amendment. So now, look, this this show is too dumb and too short to really dive into what the 14th Amendment did ultimately. But in short, it, quote, prohibited the states from depriving any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, end quote. And uh, the, the due process clause therein is argued to protect a right to privacy as ruled, ruled during Griswold versus Connecticut, which found that married couples could use contraceptives. That was in 1968. I was like, what? You heard that name multiple times over the course of last week, Griswold. Um, everyone's favorite, um, you know, cuck, Clarence Thomas, mentioned it in his opinion. But in essence, the right to privacy included the right to get an abortion. But our new Christian overlords sitting on the court have ruled otherwise. And of course, as I mentioned, the pro-life folks were applauding the whole thing as if kids are born and then magically cared for in perpetuity. And that the 400,000 plus kids currently in foster care don't really exist. Protecting something that could not exist outside of a woman's body is just ludicrous to me. And you hear it all, you heard all the, all the, not all, but a lot of these fake grifting pundits on on right wing TV, you know, running around screaming that you know Democrats allow for uh, you know abortions right before birth, which is uh, it, I mean honestly, the thought of it is just so stupid. And that people say these things, hoping that people are going to believe them when they say this, or they just want people to to think that they believe it. You know what I mean? It's kind of convoluted, I know. But, you know, it, it's, it just it blows my mind. Any rational thinker knows full well that it's not as if there's a line out the door at Planned Parenthood to get abortions w when you're eight months into a normal pregnancy. That's typically not how it works. Now, are there uh, instances where that may uh, be the case? Sure. I'm not going to sit here and say it's impossible. Although I would venture a guess that that most doctors uh, that would perform abortions would probably not want to perform an abortion on someone who is has a perfectly healthy child eight months into a pregnancy. Again, I could be wrong. Cancer cells are living organisms too. So are we going to ban chemotherapy? We're going to ban radiation because what's the difference? I mean, and again, look, I'm being entirely facetious there. That there is a difference, but you know, a, a, a three-week-old 
you know, fetus isn't a fetus. It's an, it's basically just a, a fucking clump of cells, just like a goddamn, uh, just like cancer cells, the same fucking thing. Look, yeah, and eventually that clump of cells is going to grow into a human being. But if you take the clump of cells out, guess what it is? It's just a fucking clump of cells. And and this is not to say that I want all these babies killed. Because it's not. Clumps of cells? Sure. When there are extenuating circumstances, even more so. But, you know, the religious freaks are out there in the Bible and the new American Christo-fascism. The only hope that I have is that they eat themselves out. Eat themselves out? Nope, wrong, David. Is that they eat themselves and die out before uh, they cause any more problems. But uh, because I have zero faith in, in the Democrats getting anything of substance done, uh, I don't see that happening. The Democrats had a chance to codify Roe, expand the court to equal the circuits and to fix voting. They chose to do none of it. They, they controlled the, the, the White House, they controlled Congress, they controlled the Supreme Court back during Obama's first, pre, uh, uh, the end of his first term and, and the beginning of his second. And they chose not to, chose not to do it. But in, in, and why? Fear? Had to be, right? Fear of the right? Fear of an angry mob wheeling out the gallows? Fear that their ideology may actually be favored by the majority of the country? Or just fear of losing power? And in my mind, it was certainly the latter. They were simply afraid that they would lose power. So they decided to fucking straddle the fence. So now you have a lot of people... In, in the same sort of soapbox areas saying, well, yeah, Dave, but I'm a white guy in wherever. Or I'm just a guy wherever. Who really cares? Put it to you this way, okay? Depending on where you live in this country, there could come a time when the following would be illegal. Of course, abortion. Unless, of course, you're a rich politician who needs to make sure that the uh, 19-year-old intern you just fucked doesn't have a kid. So there's that. If there's complicated pregnancy and you live in fucking Missouri, you're screwed. Complicated pregnancy and you live in, in Texas or you live in fucking Mississippi, go fuck yourself, lady. You're gonna die. Sorry. Uh, birth control, yeah. If you live in South Dakota or Idaho or some other backwards locale, the pill your girlfriend takes every day to make sure nothing happens when you constantly blow inside of her, even though she tells you not to, is going to be illegal. Or far worse, and this, I just read this today, this, this, <sighs> if you're a woman who happens to live in Missouri and you're raped, there's a hospital chain it exists in Kansas and Missouri. There are 16 locations, St. Luke's Health Centers or some shit, that has already said that they aren't giving out Plan B, the emergency contraceptive, because, quote, we simply cannot put our clinicians in a position that might result in criminal prosecution, end quote. What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? Next, condoms. 
That's right. That's birth control, Pally. And you, you, I don't know if you're aware, but, you know, the Christians uh, love making babies. So you can't wear a condom, pal. Sorry. Anal. You want to fuck your wife in the ass? Or you're a cuck and want her to fuck you in the ass? That's sodomy, Mr. Beezlebub. That's out. Out. That's coming. Maybe not in the way that you might think after that little rant. <laughs> that was gross. <laughs> oh, God. But that's next. That's on the docket. Gay marriage. That's another one. I mean, look, we should all have known this. And then if, if you're gay, you're married, and you're living one of these one of these fucking shithole states, I'd question your judgment. But that's neither here nor there. That's coming. The existence, the mere existence of transgender people. We're going to fight like hell to make sure trans people just have to suffer and eventually kill themselves so that they don't have to deal with them any longer. That seems to be the GOP platform when it comes to uh, being uh, transgender. And look, all this shit's coming. Because if they can take this, which was, uh, you know, on the books for 50 years, 50 years, and just at the drop of a fucking hat, just get rid of it. Because some douchebag in fucking Mississippi is sued. They'll eventually come for for me and for you in some way, shape, or form. It'll be less so uh, for now here in Massachusetts, but uh, you're certainly not immune. And trust me when I tell you that you're not rich enough. You don't. You might be white enough, but it'll cost you way more than you think to get into that club. And speaking of the club, it's time to fucking tax the church. You want a fucking seat at the table? Time to contribute all that money you're sitting on. Do that or you have no fucking protection, okay? But you cannot sit here and dictate to all of us how how life is going to be lived in this country if you are not paying your fair share. Fuck yourself. I am not going to be dictated to by a bunch of people living their lives based on what they interpret a 2,000-year-old storybook to be about. If you want to live like that, have at it. But don't you fucking dare try and force others to do the same. Catholics, Christians, Protestants, Baptists, and the rest of you. There is plenty of shit for you to deal with in your own houses. So why don't you start there? Otherwise, there's a bill coming for that giant fucking bullshit church you're in. So fucking stupid. That, that I, I have to fucking listen to this crap constantly with the fucking Bible. Like, stop. Just enough. We have about 8,000 versions of water. But only two political parties. Not sure where I heard that this week, but it's actually poignant and brilliant. At the same time, those in power want to make sure that we only get two choices. That's it. They don't care if, if the two choices are a bag of rocks or a fucking beluga whale with fake hair. Too bad. That's all you get. Fuck off. Two. 
all it's all you can fucking pick from. Now imagine if you you know you've got two things to to pick from and they both suck. Now what? What do you do? You take what what you believe to be the lesser of of two evils. That's not that's not how you should be fucking deciding who's going to run the country. That is asinine. Absolutely fucking asinine. But again, that's exactly how they want it. Because in most cases, they're fine either way. You know, they may not agree with with the politics of the president, but they'll figure out a way to navigate around it. That's just how it works. Look what look at what's going on now. They have a guy in the White House that isn't going to say anything mean to anybody. So they fucking take advantage of it. And because we only have two choices, uh, you know, we, we get the Democrats condemning what happened in the form of marketing emails. Hey, I, I hate this decision. It's terrible. But could you donate seven bucks? It's like, what? Really? That's where you, you're going to fucking spam my email address with, with emails begging for money every single time. Here's an idea. This is this is what this is free advice for the Democrats, okay? Take a day where you don't beg for money. Just one day. And during that one day, how about giving me a plan? Or better yet, telling me what you're going to do with this money. Yeah, sure, you need it to try and win the election. You need it for advertising. One of the things on your plan would be to fucking kill Citizens United so that we don't have to get these fucking bullshit emails every day. And I get it, but you you look so fucking weak and so petty that you're begging off the back of really an unbelievably shitty situation. Stop trying to be all things to everyone. You can't do it. Pick a platform and stick with it. Don't deviate from it. If you all need to fucking sit in a room and, and, you know, have poetry readings and to try to figure shit out, fine. Go for it. I don't care. But you're doing, you're doing such a unbelievable disservice to, to more than half the country by literally sitting on your hands. This whole January 6th committee thing. I mean, what's going to come of it? The only nothing's going to happen with the exception of maybe, you know, a couple like this Mike Flynn guy. This dude needs to be fucking. (laughs) He needs a room at Guantanamo Bay just because he's a fucking prick. You take a goddamn oath and you fucking lie multiple times and then you get up here and you take the fucking fifth. Oh, God, I fucking hate him. The only, the only people that are going to be charged with anything, there will be a handful, but they'll all be low-level people. It'll, you know, it'll be assistants. It'll be, they'll be sacrificial lambs. And then, you know, the Dems will get to pat themselves on the back, say, look, we tried. We tried to do something, and nothing is going to fucking come of it. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. That's all I have on that. I mean, honestly, I could keep going, but I just don't want to. It just gives me a fucking headache. So if you skipped 18 minutes, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you. 
so you know we're we're moving on to our regularly scheduled shit here. All right. All right, free ad time. <clears throat> uh, friend slash troll of the show Ed uh, has co-founded a new nonprofit called the Braintree Project, which supports local activities within the town of Braintree. Uh, on Saturday, July 16th, they're part of an all-day boxing exhibition and pro fight card hosted by Kings of Combat, with money raised uh, being donated to Mike Foley of Core Box, also in Braintree. Uh, Core Box does a lot of work with the uh, Braintree youth to kind of give them something to do, stay off the street, etc., etc. Uh, the card itself is pretty interesting, as there is a handful of uh, rough and rowdy vets uh, including none other than the champ champ himself and Braintree's own Bobby Lang. Uh, Lang is coming off a main event against Big Booty Daddy, who talked a ton of shit beforehand and then turtled like a giant bitch during the fight. Uh, that was back in May. It was terribly embarrassing for uh, Big Bad Booty Daddy. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad he turtled because he's a bitch. Uh, so anyways, yes, Saturday, July 16th at Doherty Gym, 538 Washington Street in Braintree at 1 p.m. Tickets available at kingsofcombat.co. You can also purchase the pay-per-view at kingsofcombat.co. Uh, again, kingsofcombat.co and the Braintree Project, which I think is just the braintreeproject.org. I didn't write that part down. So yeah, there you go. Free ad. Check it out. Uh, will probably be pretty good. Um, I'm going to try to check out the, the pay-per-view that night. Uh, I think it's 16 bucks for the pay-per-view. And there's various levels of um, of tickets if you want to get involved. And they're also looking for donations for sponsors and whatnot for the event. So I'll check. if I had more money, I probably would. But I'm broke. So I can't. But anyway, uh, kingsofcombat.co and the Braintree Project. All right, as it is Wednesday, it is uh, time for everyone's favorite part of the program. Uh, the show is almost over, and three gripes. Gripe number one, canceled flights. I have not been affected by a canceled flight. This is just something that I keep reading about and uh, has really really kind of annoyed me for a number of different reasons. So uh, hundreds of, of canceled flights per day. That does not include any of the uh, delayed flights. I believe yesterday alone, um, there were 700 canceled flights. I don't know how accurate that, that is, but in and here it is. We're going into the July 4th weekend, which means it's going to be very busy at these airports. So... Yeah, it's going to get worse. <clears throat> now, of course, during COVID, uh, no one was flying because flying gave you COVID. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but, you know, to combat these problems, um, the airlines were uh, one of the, you know, group of or industries, I should say, that, that were uh, bailed out. And in their case, roughly $50 billion in bailout, bailouts and loans to the aviation industry 
over the course of a year plus. Yet here we are. Um, travel is, is picked back up to pre-COVID rates, and we're seeing hundreds of canceled flights every day. Why? Well, there are a handful of reasons, some of which uh, the airlines will, will tell you, some of which they won't. But what you should probably already know is that the airline industry is monumentally terrible and has been for decades. How? Why? I don't know. But I mean, how many fucking airlines, you know, have you seen over the course of your life that have just gone out of business? Quite a few. My guess is that there's a ton of overhead because planes are worth a lot of money, costs a lot of upkeep, fuel, labor, blah, 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 blah. I get it. Shit that when people start an airline, they know that going in. So it's not a surprise. And, of course, as with most companies, they don't really give a fuck about you after the money has been paid. But if you're a shareholder, fuck. You've been cleaning up. As the largest of them have been buying back their stock for the last 10 years or so. Which left them um, a little bit cash poor, in essence. So they were taking the, you know, the excess cash they had and they were buying back stock. Going all the way back to roughly 2014. In some cases, even longer. Now, these bailouts, because, again, they have no money. So the bailouts were approved to keep people employed. And yet, there were roughly 50,000 fewer people employed in the industry by the end of September of last year. And sure, some of them probably left on their own accord or were redundant for one reason or another. But if you, if you believe that all of the current uh, cancellations and whatnot are caused by bad weather and, quote, labor shortages, end quote, you're a fucking moron. And sure, thunderstorms are bad and will cause the occasional problem. Yes, sometimes a pilot has worked too many hours and they need to fill the seat. But to say that thousands of cancellations a week are because of this is just a fucking flat-out lie. The industry has dug their own hole and aren't smart enough to find a ladder to get out of it. Massive CEO bonuses, the aforementioned buybacks, grossly low wages, and little to no regulation when it comes to hiring practices and labor. Has way more to do with it than a fucking hailstorm in Des Moines. Why would pilots work for Southwest uh, when they can go work for you know, a private plane company or or just kind of try to do their own thing. Why would they do that? The number of private planes has gone up. Private travels through the roof. And why? Because nobody wants to sit and deal with bullshit delays, cancellations, when they're, you know, for the most part, in control of the flight. So that's opened up jobs in that side of the industry. And you see a lot of these pilots for big airlines moving into what's, you know, ostensibly the private industry or the private side of the industry. So, you know, they, they treat their, their employees like crap and then are surprised when they have a labor problem. Well, you don't pay anything. You treat people like crap. This is what's going to happen. Fuck you. Gripe number two, roofies. If you haven't heard this fucking story, 
Um, what the fuck? Apparently now roofies are again a problem here in Boston. Shitty dudes in this city just keep finding new ways to make the city look fucking terrible. It's almost as if uh, some of them wake up and like, oh man, how can we make Boston look look bad today? Well, I called a ball player the N-word the other day, so maybe I'll just stick a fucking pill in, in some broad's drink and then take her home to try to rape her. Yeah, sure, why not? God damn. It goes without saying that it takes a special kind of shitbag to do that. And it, it makes me wonder who these people are and what exactly do you get out of it? Is it, you know, the fact that you uh, have a limp body in front of you um, eventually at some point? Or uh, that you you cause such clandestine damage to another human being? Is that it? Is that what gets you off? These fucking incel shitbags that, that need to do this to try to get laid? Is I mean, honestly, is that it? You know, if you fucking took care of yourself and were polite, you'd probably have a much better chance. But no, I'm going to stick a fucking drug in this girl's fucking drink. What? And all it does is make the, you know, the guys that are cleaning themselves up and being polite. Because if you're a woman in this city now, you have to fucking look at every single dude that comes near your drink or comes near you. Uh, with, with caution. You have to. Because how the fuck do you know? It's just so crazy to me. It's, it's another one of these things that that literally makes no sense to me. Like, are you that, are you that fucking hard up to try to get laid? Or, or do you think, and it's a think thing. Because if you put into any effort into yourself, instead of thinking that you're being wronged, you wouldn't try to fucking drug women. And now, here we are, 2022, and it's a huge problem in this town, once again. Every single bar in the city should now sell something that covers a woman's drink. Because you don't know. And imagine this, okay? One of these girls gets fucking roofied in, in some bar, and what is she going to do? She's going to sue the bar. And rightfully so. You let this piece of shit into your bar, and I got fucking drugged? I'm going to sue your ass. Cover your ass, Boston bar scene, and cover the drinks. And hopefully we can fucking nip this in the bud. And broads, don't think you're immune. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you are. It, doesn't, it just doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't. So be careful. Don't be stupid. Gripe number three. Mac Jones is a terrible fucking dresser. How do we go from a literal GQ model in Tom Brady to Cam Newton who was an unbelievable dresser. He's the kind of guy that if I could get away with that shit, I would wear his fucking wardrobe. Good Lord. Some of the hats, eh, not so much. But 
Wonderful dresser. Completely different than Tom Brady, but still an excellent dresser. Now you have Mac Jones. His fucking suit pants are too long. His shoes stink. Like, somebody needs to fucking get a hold of this kid, grab him by the scruff, and say, dude, you are the quarterback, uh, not just of the New England Patriots, but you are an NFL quarterback. You have to look the part. You have to. If you're getting your picture taken while you're working out, whatever. You can wear whatever you want. If your girlfriend's posting pictures of you at a wedding, you can't look like a scrub. You can't. You're an adult, and you're a fucking NFL quarterback. I need you to look... I need you to dress better. I don't think your game's going to be a problem at all. Hire somebody to dress you. <laughs> uh, it took a while to get to like the real petty shit in this episode, but here I am. Here I am. My quarterback doesn't know how to fucking dress. It needs to be addressed, Mac. McCorkle. It needs to be addressed, McCorkle. Like Mr. Sid, uh, who's the other fucking, who's the who's the men's clothing store at, at the at the plaza? Fuck, um, Milton's. I'm not gonna say men's warehouse. I don't like men's warehouse. Like Joseph Abood. Some of these dudes need to like pick up the phone, call Mac, and be like, "All right, listen, pal. Well, like Mr. Sid." If Mr. Sid knew it was up, and I'm sure Mr. Sid does, quit fucking around with the with the radio guys. All right? Step up. Step up. Uh, Stacy James, he's the, the PR guy for the Patriots. You can give him a call. I'm sure he has an assistant or something. You can say, look, I'm interested in uh, sponsoring Mac Jones. They'll give you the name and the number for the agent. You can talk to the agent. You can get things going. Next thing you know, Mac Jones uh, officially sponsored by Mr. Sid in Newton. I think he's in Newton. Newton or Watertown, one of the two. And if you're not familiar with Mr. Sid, you should be. I wish I could be more familiar with Mr. Sid because, ooh, man, that would be great. Someday. Someday I'm going to do some shopping at Mr. Sid, but, you know, you need a job. <sighs> I just need the kid to look like a quarterback. I don't know. And again... The game is not the problem. It's it's the look. Clean it up, Mac. That's it for the show. Listen, uh, I think I think we did okay on time. Short of an hour this week, so that's good. I could have kept going. I really could have kept going, but I can't. For my own personal sanity, I can't do it. And because, look, nobody listens to this shit anyway. Um, but you know, would have been much worse. Uh, I had to put in new fucking uh, music drops, which I'm not pleased about. Ugh. Um, I haven't got any voicemails in a while, so uh, I, I don't think um, old friend Andrew listens to the show anymore because he doesn't call. <laughs> Or maybe he's just busy. My guess is he's busy. 
617-657-4736. I want you to call in with a complaint. Call in with an observation. Call in. Leave a voicemail. Uh, look, if you don't want to say who you are, that's fine too. I don't give a shit. But call in. Participate. I really did, again, I, I, and this is always in the back of my mind, that I always thought that that this would be such a great form for people to call in and complain about anything. But it just hasn't turned out that way. It's literally just me, which is fine. It's okay. Again, audience of one. Um, you can go to the Twitter page at ComplaintsPod. You can go to the uh, Instagram page at ComplaintsPod. I have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't do anything with. A Twitch channel I don't know what I'm doing with. And a TikTok page that I don't do anything with. Um, you can find the podcast on literally any platform. And now, as of today, we are on Amazon Music and Audible. Two big platforms. Finally get that approved today, so very excited can find my fucking stupid voice and dumb opinions almost anywhere. As I'm talking, I can see one of the groundhogs outside. I am fairly certain that there are indeed three groundhogs living under this shed. <laughs> e God, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the show. Thank you as always. I do appreciate it. Um, I ask you as always to please tell your friends. If you've listened to the show, I ask you, please tell your friends. I said that twice because I wanted to get that through. Uh, you can share it on all of your various social media channels. It would be so appreciated if you did that. I would like that. Uh, and then, um, you know, tell your moms as well. We need more moms listening to the program. Uh, but that's it. So listen, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and Godspeed. Ta-ta. <laughs>